guys. Welcome to the Grinder After Show. Tonight we're going to be covering the series finale for season finale, Full Circle, episode 22, the final one. So tune in. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Awkwardly dance when we got no moves, right? So, hey guys, after you've seen all that, welcome to the Grinder After Show. My name is Leslie Ambries. I'll be your host tonight, the only host here. It's been a long, long journey, but we've finally come to the end. We'll be covering Full Circle tonight, the final episode, episode 22. Go ahead and get on Twitter right now and tweet at me at In Less Than No Time. If you want to get some last shout-outs there, we've already got one for Hannah Hayes that I'll be reading later on. You know, for all of you Rob Lowe fans, everyone reaching out there, send them all over to me, and I'll be able to shout them out at the end of the show. And hey, you get your name on the internet. Why not? You know, it's pretty cool. But today's episode, so the last episode we had, episode 21, was this huge side story leading up to what was supposed to be episode 22, season finale, going to be a big deal. And I gotta say, it wasn't exactly what I expected it was gonna be. Like, I was definitely thrown off, but I don't think it it ended with the bang that I wanted it to. But I'll keep talking about that as we go through this. So, Dean has a hunch in the last story after he's talked to Zadak and gone through that whole spiel with the teacher and... Um, the kid who actually was the one who tore up the principal's office and he's like, oh, I finally figured it out. And Stu finally figured it out. Turns out Dean was the only one who had it figured out. Leonard Valance is the guy behind it all. The man behind the curtain. Dun, dun, dun. Wizard of Oz reference. But so nobody believes Stu about the Leonard Valance thing. But what we do see, which was I thought was hilarious, is we see the first episode of The Grinder. When Leonard is sitting there, he's just in shock that he's completely lost to an actor over this apartment check situation that we saw at the beginning. He's lost. He's torn. It gets very, very dramatic. And he ends up losing his office. He loses his job at his firm. His family disowns him. He grows a beard. He becomes like creepy obsessed with Dean and the grinder and it shows him binge watching it like crazy, which I was like, hmm. Homie, like, you could have easily gotten another job somewhere else and not told them why this happened. But you know what? It's a comedy slash drama, so why not throw in something crazy for the laughs? But so Leonard goes off the deep end. He's psycho, and Dean's finally realized it at the end of this episode. It's always the people that you forget about, the people that you're like, ah, no, no importance. So once it just come full circle, come running back, and you're like, dear God, I am terrified this person is still in my life. But so that happens to them. They finally figured out it's Leonard. He's the one now representing Corey Mandler in in the case. And then we have what is one of the funniest and hilarious the tables have turned on Dean court scenes. We have Dean and Leonard against each other. Now, I know for if y'all didn't watch the show and you just like watching the after show for moi. Okay. Um, basically what happens is Stu, a video of Stu breaking into Corey Mandler's apartment, you guys all remember that scene, comes full, um, comes full circle, a lot of things are in this episode, to the judge, and the judge says, hey Stu, like you're not going to be able to be in this court case, he gets suspended for six months, he says, Claire, why don't you come in here, 
Claire's going to take over the case. Dean kind of throws in this funny joke about like, oh, the people would love to see a diverse woman um, in a leadership role. And I was like, heck yeah, we would. But of course, Dean's ego gets in the way. And now when they're at the court case, when they're at the at the court case, when they're at the court, come on, when they're at the court, Dean um, and Dean Sr. decide that Dean's going to be the one to represent his dad because he wants to be his dad to be proud of him and to prove that he's a real lawyer after this entire season. You'd think that Dean would have finally been happy with who he is, but it's okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. He's almost there, guys, but not quite yet. So it's Dean versus Leonard. They go head to head. Now, remember, Leonard has been creepy, obsessed, and following Dean's every move. He's binge-watched the grinder. He knows every move that Dean's about to make. So while Dean is being his normal, charming self, Leonard's literally coming up right after him, dissecting everything he's saying. Like, he goes off on this story about he was with Edward James Olmos. Holla to that guy. Love his movies. But he goes on and on about that story. And then Leonard comes in and he's like, oh, did you guys just learn anything? Because all I learned was a 30-minute um, story about some actor and something funny that happened at craft services. So Leonard's killing Dean's charisma, killing the charm. Nobody's falling for it anymore. The jury's leaning towards Corey Mandler. It looks like Dean Sr. is not going to make it. And then I thought it was kind of funny that because Leonard has been studying Dean so much, this the grinder within the grinder episode, the comedy show, the grinder within. Okay, I'm losing my mind. Hold on, guys. The grinder drama, the drama within the comedy, the grinder, is literally coming once again, full circle, all the way, and it's just one complete drama this entire time. Even with Leonard like coming out of nowhere, throwing off his glasses when um, Dean is stalking his stew, and I was like, okay. That's hilarious. I love that we're finally throwing that in. I credit the writers so much for that. They are such good writers. You know, they're very smart. It's very, very smart comedy, which is something that TV has needed for a long time. So thank you for that. Thank you for throwing, like, clever little things that most people wouldn't get unless you've been following the show. So I love that about the show. I thought it was hilarious. I didn't know where this was going to end up. I was like, are they going to do some, like, soap opera ending? Is this going to be... Just a comedy thing. Are people... Because I was waiting. You guys know. I've been predicting for weeks for Jillian to be behind this, for Jenna Fisher's character to be behind this. I wanted to see all these characters come back. And I didn't see any of these. I'm going to sip my tea real quick because I'm a little bitter about that. But, you know, didn't happen. And I'm a, I'm a little bummed. Just, just a little. I mean, I know I got my school episode, guys. But can I, can I at least get my... Full circle, everybody comes back in. It's a big hoorah, hallelujah, Dean finally realizes who he is thing, but I didn't get it, which is why I'm hoping for season two, but we'll talk about that in a second. So turns out we do get the soap opera ending, not the one I wanted, but a different one. It turns out Corey Mandler is actually Rory Mandler misrepresenting his brother. So Stu figures this all out once, quick side story, once um, Deb is playing a tape of the kids because the kids are covering the trial for their school newspaper. So Deb had a little too many drinks when she did the interview. She's a little paranoid about it. She starts rewinding the tape, and then Stu hears it, the, the guy say, oh, my name is Roar Corey Mandler. And he's like, okay, that's seriously, there is the issue. So Stu ends up being the hero of this episode, which was, hello, nobody saw that coming. Stu's never the hero in these episodes. And then he becomes a hero. 
Roy Mandler is Corey Mandler is Roy Mandler. You know, this weirdo twin soap opera thing. I mean, if anybody watches like telenovelas with your grandma or whatever European soap operas, Korean soap operas, there's always a twin. There's always a twin in these dramas. And the grinder did exactly that. So there's a twin. Corey Mandler, the whole case is thrown off. The motion is granted due to fraud. Dean Sr. is safe. The firm is safe. All is well. Except Leonard. I mean, he kind of tried to make a comeback. Most people succeed when they make a comeback, but not when you're going up against Rob Lowe, a.k.a. Dean Sanderson. So that's the end of the episode. Again, I didn't... It's not what I expected. I wanted something bigger. I guess that's just me, like, being into theatrics and wanting, like, big, over-the-top stuff. I expected more. I don't know. Were you guys satisfied with this episode? Let me know in the comments below because I was kind of mm, about it. Which, though, I'm hopeful that because there wasn't such a strong ending to this first season, that season two might be coming up, you know? Because they can always redeem themselves with the second season. But even if it doesn't get a second season because newsflash, everyone, Fox has yet to announce anything about this, which... I mean, I think they would have by now if they were going to. I'm hoping they'll throw a loophole to towards us, like some weird soap opera ending in real life of Fox itself saying, hey, guys, just kidding. The Grinder's coming back for season two. Hallelujah. Rob Lowe's here. Everyone can see his beautiful face again. But I just, I don't see it happening right now. So hopefully we get that soap opera ending. Tweet away. Tweet, tweet away, please. At the writers, at Fox, at Rob Lowe, Hannah, um... What's his name? Fred Savage. I'm forgetting people's names now. Just tweet at all of them. Let's try to get the show back on for season two. And because, you know, I want to see better I want to see better writing. I want to see the writing's already great. I want to see it come and escalate even more. That's what I would love to see with this show. And I mean, I'm not a writer, but just, you know, as an audience, as somebody watching, as an observer, I want to see, I want to be laughing hysterically the entire way through. I want to see big dramatic endings crazy stuff from not only Dean but also from Stu and also from the kids which I think is something that they built momentum towards the entire show and even the cast throws a little shout out to themselves at the end of the episode when they're all sitting around the couch talking and saying hey like people didn't think we were gonna pull through and they're talking to the case but I think they're really talking about the entire show because at the beginning nobody knew if it was gonna be picked up for an entire season people were like oh like maybe not like it's kind of funny, but then you got John Stamos and grandfathered, so can Rob Lowe be against John Stamos? Like, nobody knew if that was going to happen, and they proved that smart comedy, smart writing, good quality writing is what's going to drive an audience, is what's going to get people going, and it did, and, you know, we got season, I mean, I'm here 22 episodes later, like, we did it, we got it, and I think we did it as if I was acting um, they were acting, they did it. This entire amazing cast did it. And I love that they mentioned that. And even I feel like they're kind of like pushing towards season two a little bit when Dean says, this has legs for as long as we want it to. Like, hey, Fox, like we proved to you that we can hold up an audience even when we're behind John Stamos and all his good looking have mercy glory. We can still pull through. Rob Lowe's just as strong. He has just as great of a fan base. So if you guys let us, if you guys let us, we're going to bring you a great second season. And I don't doubt that from the grinder. But that is all I have for you guys going so far. So let me go over to tweets and shout outs real quick. Y'all know my opinions on this show already. But it looks like we got one fan 
Dean Walker, every week, homie, he's coming through. He loves Hannah Hayes. So, Hannah, if you're watching this, Dean says, thanks to you, the show, and Hannah Hayes, my best friend, for working with me this fall. This cool chick is awesome. Hashtag Woman Crush Wednesday. Hashtag Woman Crush Every Day. So, Hannah, you've got a huge fan of yours and apparently you guys are best friends and have worked together so that's awesome that you've got somebody supporting you the entire way and watching the after show and keeping the show online so with dedicated fans like that guys that's what's going to keep the show going for season two so that's all i have for you guys today it's a very short recap i'm very sad that this is ending it's been 22 episodes this is my first show on after bus i'm a little a little bittersweet but Love you all. Have a wonderful rest of your nights. If you're watching this tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. And you guys can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at In Less Than No Time. My name is Leslie Ambrose. Thanks for watching, guys. Make sure to tune in to us on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, and pretty much anywhere else you can get audio. See you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.